Welcome, welcome, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Doghouse. My name is Will, and I am your host of the official podcast for the League of Champions, which is the number one fantasy football league in all of America. That's right. We have the best fantasy football league in the world. And why? It's not because of me. It's because of you. Oh, and wait till you see the episode that we have today. This is by far the best episode that we have ever had. It is not even close. So let's go ahead and do a roll call. Well, I thought Duke was with me. Where am I? Well, I am hiding up in my office, which is technically inside. So, Booby, take that. I'm currently inside while still hiding. It's a big house. Um, Dukers is not up here, but the cat is. So I'm going to give props out to the cat or a shout out to the cat. Hey, cat. What's up? Good to see you. No dogs in the doghouse currently. Um, also, no cat box recording for the doghouse currently, but I like my chances that the recording uh, will not be completed until the cat house has made an appearance. Now, when we look a little bit closer at the roll call from last week, we'll see I started out in the pavilion, and uh, for those of you with the keenest of ears, you might have noticed that I changed locations. Now, I didn't mention it because I didn't feel like it was worthy of interrupting the flow of the episode, but now that that episode has been recorded and we're into this episode, which is much better anyway, good job listening to this one. (laughs) That last one sucked. By the way, if you didn't listen to the last one, then please, you don't want to miss out on any content of the doghouse. Please pause this episode and go back to the last one. It was really, really, really good. Um, actually it was pretty good. Uh, but so anyway, I'm out in the dog, I'm out in the dog house, whatever dog house moves with me. It was in California. Now it's in Georgia. It was inside. It was outside garage pavilion. You know, it works all the different ways. So I'm at the pavilion <laughs> and Hillary calls me and says, will you come in here? I'm like, Oh fuck. What? 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 She's like, Joey's not feeling well. I'm going to go lay in bed with him. Will you go in bed with Katie? Because remember, our kids like sleep with us, but they don't, but they do, but blah, blah, blah. Who cares, right? So I'm like, yeah, fine, whatever. And she's like, what are you doing out here? I was like, I was just on the phone. So the next morning, she's like, what were you doing? I was like, I was, I was on the, or, or no, no, no. And then I get back into the bed, or I get back into the house uh, before I get to the bedroom. And she's like, what are, what are you doing? And I said, well, I was just I was recording a podcast. Like, it's our playoffs coming up, like, Leave me alone, lady. And so she's like, oh, whatever. So she goes up about, and, and I then go and I make sure that uh, Katie's asleep. She totally is. And, and I go about and I record the podcast. <laughs> so the next morning she wakes up and she says, hey, uh, she, she must have been like thinking about me for a moment and said, hey, like, sorry, I interrupted your podcast. I know that's, like, a thing or whatever, so, like, sorry about that. Sorry to, sorry, you didn't get to record your podcast. And I said, oh, I totally recorded the podcast. She's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I came inside like you asked me to. I made sure the girl was asleep. She was. And then I went into the closet and I recorded the podcast, and she just rolled her eyes, but also was kind of happy that, like, she didn't have to feel guilty that I got to record. So anyway, uh, that was the the uh, roll call update from last week. 
where um, the recording almost didn't happen, but it did. Anyway, um, as I'm looking now at this phone, remember, I got a new phone. So I switched from um, my, my Samsung to iPhone. And by I switched, I mean uh, Hillary told me that I'm switching. And so I did, but now I'm like not used to all the different buttons. So if I call you at like three in the morning, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Most likely was just trying to see what time you called me when looking at a missed call. Anyway, uh, let's see. So welcome. I did that roll call. I did that last week's interruption. I did that. Ooh, yeah. Let's get into the episodes. MVP. Yeah. And that means right now that it is time to get into the episode MVP. Now, look, we had an episode a week ago, so there hasn't been a lot of uh, opportunity to become the episode MVP, but that also means that we're just going to go right back to the last spot, which means Austin is the episode MVP. He demanded, requested, let's say demanded, that I do an episode of the doghouse in between the regular season and the postseason. I was already thinking about it. By him just mentioning it, it triggered all the Catholic guilt. And I got to say that I am very happy that I did that episode. And so I'm going to go with Austin is the episode MVP for getting me back into recording uh, mid-season. It's really easy to record in the off-season when there's no actual, like, every day is a different part of the the fantasy timeline. Um, it's a little bit more challenging during the season because, and also, it's like, in season, all the content is, like, provided for us. So in the off-season, it's kind of, like, on me to keep the content going and kind of remind folks of what the content is. Um, but Austin reminded me that I needed to keep the doghouse going, especially as we got from the regular season to the postseason. So I did did that last week, got my groove back. Now I'm ready to go this week. And another recording just came in. All of y'all, you can tell me beers I've had by if I say y'all are you guys. All of you guys, all of y'all have been contributing so much to this episode that this episode will be the best episode ever. The second best episode ever was last season. And guess when that was? Also, in between the first and second week of the playoffs, also when the most amount of you guys slash y'all sent in recordings. This will be the best episode ever because you contributed the most Austin, you're the episode MVP. Let's get to the news. Well, let's get into the news. Now, we know that since we just recorded a week ago, there aren't a ton of things to get into. But one of the things we talked about is kind of going over what exactly are the off-season topics that we need to discuss. You know, the, the news going into the playoffs is making sure that we know what things we need to discuss in the off-season so that when the playoffs end and the off-season starts that we have to make sure that our off-season isn't very off-season-y. It's very on-season-y. The whole point of a dynasty is to be able to do fantasy football in the off-season. I mean, honestly... In a lot of ways, look, I want to win this league. 
it is the most important part of important part of this league but in a lot of ways the value of the dynasty league really is in the content of the off season because every redraft has content during the season any old league can have content during the season but what about our off season content well don't you not worry don't you worry don't you worry do you not worry all the different variations of don't you worry also known as Don't You Worry. We have all the different off-season topics at hand. We're going to discuss IDP bonuses, an 11th roster spot, which is ridiculous. That's just Needham saying, oh, they play with 11 on the field for both sides. Therefore, we should, oh, speak you Needham. Oh, the cat box. I told you the cat box would be showing up. The cat box has arrived. Better late than never. I am in the future. Apparently, someone's put their kids to bed. It is time for the cat box to arrive into the doghouse. I mean, not like right, right now. I'm just telling you that I saw the notification. So anyway, the off-season topic I was referencing while Needham uh, sent in his recording was the is the most ridiculous off-season topic, and it is brought to you by Needham directly from the cat box, which is the, an 11th roster spot with the idea that we have 10 starters in the NFL. They play with 11 on the field. Therefore, we should arbitrarily create an 11th roster spot just to be able to have 11 just like they have 11. That is the highest idea I've ever heard, and I love being high. Oh, there's another one from the cat box. All right, Needham's coming in strong. So that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, Needham, but you know what? It's the off season, so we're going to spend two weeks talking about it, and you're going to be able to to really put your we're like Congress, right? So like, there's going to be plenty of time to like filibuster and like put your idea out there. Anyway, so IDP bonus, Needham's eleventh roster spot, Ooh, an Empire pot. That's from BT. That's a great one. We're going to do that one. That's great. Uh, playing against the median score in addition to your opponent. That's another one we're going to discuss. I don't like it, but um, I don't hate it. So we'll talk about it. Rollover fab, I bet we're going to do that. Unlimited IR, I bet we're going to do that. Tight end premium, we already voted on that, so I bet we won't do that. IDP point structure, you know, that was something that, that um, a booby brought up, but we had already, we had just did that. Needham just did that. So um, of those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there's another message from Needham. All right, Catbox is coming in strong. Uh, of those eight, uh, we, you know, every other week we'll have something new to discuss. And so, uh, please bring in your, your other, uh, uh, ideas for the off season, because again, it's the off season. And while the NFL will give us some content to discuss, half of the off season is really kind of going through our league stuff and our league content as well. So, uh, let's go ahead and do that. The, there was one other part of the news that I wanted to discuss, and believe it or not, and it was the with the chat last night with, is Jason a nice guy? Well, how nice of a guy is he? We talked about it. We talked about it a lot. And we also had a recording about it. So I just got to ask, who has something to say about Jason being a nice guy, here comes the music for Random Voicemail. 
which I don't remember what the music is. So I'm going to look it up and then figure it out and then play it right now. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the random voicemail music. Oh, how, how's the weather? Um, weather? Weather's nice. It's raining here. We need that, Will. Um, no, the, the, you know, the discussion came up of how, how nice is Jason Kelly? Well, it's pretty freaking nice, okay? I actually once saw him help out um, a wounded mouse, and he nursed this mouse back to health and he'd keep this mouse in his little in his in his shirt pocket until he was better and ready to go and then he helped him get a job actually get back on his feet you know he got a job at a um, uh, red hawk casino they don't pay that much but with it with the tips it balances out that's the indian casino that's what we call it wolf fit i think he called it native american and that's just weird it's it's indian casino Thank you so much, Austin, for bringing that up. I don't, I'm pretty sure I said it on this podcast, but I'm going to say it again. When I, when we came, Hillary and I had visited in Savannah in February to come visit here. I was talking to these black dudes from Florida and I was telling some horrible story about Indians in California being mean to me or whatever I was, whatever point my story was. And then I realized halfway through that they didn't know who I was talking about because they don't actually have Indians from India here. I think I put it on the chat now that I mentioned it on the, on the podcast. Uh, and so uh, here you have to say natives because if you say Indians, they think you mean natives and they don't actually understand the dots versus feathers, but nonetheless, thank you for making that distinction, uh, Austin. And I also appreciate you bringing up Wolfit. I, I am going to bring Wolfit in here now in a second, but I'm going to ask Wolfit not to speak about that. I feel like I'm not getting enough attention, and so I'm going to ask Wolfit what his thoughts are about me as a commissioner. Wolfit, or I mean, Let's find out if there's an interlude that has a random voicemail message from anyone. All right, Wolfit, come in after the music. Will, it's Wolfit, longtime listener, first time caller. I just called in to say, I think you're doing an awesome job. I think you are the best commissioner that this league has ever had without, without fail. And I don't care what Needham says about you behind your back. I think you're a damn good person. And I think that you should be our commissioner forever. In fact, I think you should be our commissioner in Super Bowl glory so Rick Wyland can have some time off. One man's hot take. You can take it and run with it. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. Out. Well, I enjoy that one man's hot take. And thank you. You can say anything you want about me. Positive, negative, as long as everyone is talking about me, I am just so happy. And here's another thing I want to bring up. So far, it has only been adults on this podcast. This is a not suitable for work podcast. This is not appropriate for children. And the rest of this episode, there is going to be a lot of children bringing their takes. Why? Because this is a dynasty league. We do not mess around. We bring the deepest 
analytics and hard-hitting fantasy football content that one has to offer so hard-hitting and deep that it is multi-generational. That is right. It is not just us talking here. It is our children as well. Now, granted, my children would have contributed, but I'm in the future, and it is 11.42 in the p.m., and your children recorded their contributions to this episode at about like 7 p.m. their time. So I will go ahead and say that my kids are going to make future podcast recordings, but not this time. No, 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 no. But we are going to have plenty of kids contributing to this episode. So up until this point, there have been no kids. But guess what? That is all going to change shortly. And I see, I see all your posts on our chat. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to read them. Because the problem is, when I read them, I respond. And when I respond, I'm not recording. And if I don't record, I won't finish this episode. So without further ado, we are done with the news. We are done with some of our... Um, impromptu uh, contributions, shall we say? I was going to say interviews, but I didn't interview anybody. It is time for the meat and the bolts, the nut and potatoes. Let's get after it. It's the nuts and potatoes, plural, on that one. And the meat and potatoes, but you know what? It's the playoffs, and I can't quite do it justice myself. I'm going to need a little help. Let me go dig around and see if I can find something. Live from the cat box to the doghouse, it's the semis! Now let's get ready to rumble! Yes, yes let's get ready to rumble, young man. Love it. LOC Next Generation coming through on that one. You know who that is. That's Nico. You know that's Nico. Everyone knows that's Nico. You want to know why? Because Nico needs no introduction. That's right. So let's go ahead and get into the semis as our man Nico instructed us. Now, first of all, let's orient ourselves to what we're really looking at here. That's not an oriental joke for Needham. That's actually orient, as in like, let's not be disoriented as we go into what the hell week 15 just was in the 2021 season. Now, let's just put it this way. At the end of Sunday evening, the number one quarterback and the number one running back were Huntley and Duke Johnson. Now, notice, I didn't say Patrick Mahomes and Devontae Adams. Huntley, who I don't even know what his first name is, which I probably should figure it out because he's on my team now. And Duke Johnson, because, yeah, that makes sense. So, anyway, we had a crazy, crazy Week 15. Week 15 was so crazy that the NFL decided to change its testing policies for COVID because so many people (laughs) went out for COVID 
And you could just tell that like the policies they created were pre-current variant. And so now with the current variant, they're like, oh, shit, we need to redo it. And so they're like, um, yeah, you can be positive for COVID, but as long as you're vaccinated and not actively on a ventilator, we're not going to test you again. And so that's what I'm hoping they do for uh, Kelsey this week since I have Kelsey in the semis of the league that I'm the reigning champion in. And I also need them to do that for Tyreek Hill. Uh, so what's the... Co- oh, yeah, they're both Kansas City Chiefs. And notice Mahomes didn't get tested. I mean, didn't test positive. They're like, hmm, don't test him. Uh, so I'm very, very hopeful that Tyreek Hill plays. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Week 15 was crazy. It was not normal, but guess what? It was our playoff. So let's get into it. Let's start. Now, now we have Nico talking about the semis. It was the semis for his father in the first tournament, but for the top eight squads, it was the playoffs. And it was number one ranked Uncle Rick which we'll be we'll be hearing about Uncle Rick in a little bit. Rick Wyland versus number eight, the former champ. Don't forget it, Eric Wolfett. That's right, Eric Wolfett, who we heard from before in this episode. Thank you very much, former champ. Uh, now remember, Wyland was really worried about getting knocked down the first because he was having a bunch of injuries uh, ramping up into this to this matchup. And the schedule was really, really weird because it was one of those where uh, Wolfitz, like the majority of Wolfitz players did not actually get onto the field until Monday night or Tuesday even. And so even after like the the uh, Raiders-Browns game on Monday, barely any of Wolfitz players had actually played. So Wyland had a nice big lead, but at the same point, you weren't really sure what was gonna what was gonna hold, what was gonna stick. And so let's go ahead and take a look at how that ended up. Oh, it ended up being not incredibly close. Wyland with a 139, nice average score. Nothing impressive. 141's our league average. 139, not bad. To 82. I'm sorry. What the fuck? 82? This is the playoffs, Wolf. 82? Former champ. I expect something more. But hey, guess what? He was the eight seed. And by the way, did not have the lowest score this week. So uh, not even close. So hang in to find out who that was. When we look at the number eight uh, versus number one seed, the MVP was Kelsey for Wyland. He had 40. Five points with 10 catches for 191 yards and two touchdowns. And by the way, those two touchdowns, that easily could have been three touchdowns. If you remember back to that Thursday night game, Kelsey caught a 69-yard pass from Mahomes. And he, he seemed to have been able to score, but instead of focusing on scoring, he focused on securing the ball and not letting... Um, someone else come in and knock it loose for a fumble, which is, you know, very good for the team. But that very easily could have been 
Oh, let's see what that would have been. That would have been what that would have been. Uh, that would have been another six points for a touchdown plus a point and a half. We'll call that a 52 point game if he could have got 10 for 192 and three. But instead, it was one, 10 for 191 and two with 45 points. Regardless, a huge game for Kelsey. Uh, I have Kelsey, like I said in uh, another league, and I'm very nervous about whether or not he will survive, obviously, uh, survive till next week. Uh, And by survive, I mean, you know, if I'll be able to survive because I'll be able to play him. Uh, Kelsey obviously was the MVP because Wyland won 139-82. So let's take a look at the Busty. Busty was Russell Wilson. For Wolfe, he had five points. Five points. He had 155 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. Here's what's so frustrating for Wolfett. He has Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. The entire point of having those two is knowing that you'll never get five points from your quarterback, that you'll always get a good score, if not a great score. And when both of those guys are fully firing on all cylinders, you get to actually go up against the defense that you want. You get to stream. And so Wolfett should be able to get 30 points any week he wants between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Instead, those two quarterbacks produced zero and five points. So, I mean, I guess good job picking Russell Wilson, the five-pointer. Uh, but Wolfett got screwed on that one. So I was going to say that Parsons was the bust you, uh, but that was because I started writing this before uh, Russell Wilson only put up five points. But also I will say about Parsons, so part, he's a rookie, so we get it, and he's an IDP, so we don't like need much from him. But remember, Par- Parsons only got two points. This was the worst game of his career. Remember last week when he said that the NFL was easy? He's like, oh, this is easy. I can... <laughs> Basically, I can do this in my sleep. Yeah, I bet I, I bet you can't, except for the part where you actually can't because it's actually really, really hard. It's the NFL. So anyway, uh, Micah Parsons would have gotten the best of you, but we'll give that to Russell Wilson. The sneaky start for Rick, we're going to give that to Tua. You know, Rick had to make a quarterback decision with uh, Tannehill and, and Hurts on the roster. And um, I wrote this before Hurts played, so I think Hurts – did better than Tua. I wouldn't say Rick necessarily had a sneaky start, but we'll give it to Tua. He did enough. Uh, he got under 16 points and throwing two touchdowns. And look, he he went up against... Uh, Wolfett had one of his, his worst weeks. Now, gotta remember, Wolfett sold uh, Aaron Jones, excuse me, and James Robinson to Jason Kelly, as we spoke about previously, uh, in the most recent or two episodes ago, whichever episode it was. Um, so, I mean, it's not like Wolfett was trying to make a run here, uh, but nonetheless, he, he was, you know, participating. And so uh, Rick had to make the right start. He started with Tua. That was good enough uh, for put me in, coach. On Wolfett's side, look, he could have ran with Goff, who had 21 points with the three touchdowns. He also could have put in Queen, who had 13 tackles. But look, this was the one versus the eight. The one went on. Wyland uh, was the winner of our regular season 
and he also won this first matchup in the uh the quarterfinals so he goes on to the semis like we're gonna go through each player what they did in the previous two seasons in 2019 Arda won the first bowl and let's not forget so Arda was actually really good that year he got really unlucky he had the highest points against I think he had like the third or fourth highest points for and just got unlucky. The first year of a dynasty is way more like a redraft year than a dynasty year. So by the way we have it set up, Rick got a real nice advantage. Uh, he then got a bigger advantage by Austin handing him, him uh, Kelsey. Uh, and then he also got another, uh, what, was it? what was the other? Oh, Austin handed him another trade. Uh, Austin's made two effed up trades, and they just happened to both go to Rick. Um, anyway, uh, let's go on. We got Wyland. So he he won the first bowl in 2019, and then he was the runner up in uh, 2020, and he was the runner up to the champion of 2020, Booby. Robbo, that's right, Booby. You were the champion of 2020, and no one can ever take that away from you. What did R-Dub do that year? He was a runner-up. <laughs> Wasn't as good as Booby. That's right, Booby, Robbo, the champion. Oh, that's some foreshadowing because it's about to get real dark for you, Booby. Okay, so... To the semis, to the straight second straight year is uh, Ardeb. He will face the winner of Kelly and Booby in the four and five matchup. Now, Wolfit, what did Wolfit do? Wolfit in twenty nineteen, he won the whole damn thing. Do not forget it. Wolfit is a champion. Booby is a champion. Those are the only champions that we have. So Wolfett was a champion in 2019. In 2020, he was in the fifth tournament, so he goes back to the fifth tournament for the second year in a row. And with that, let's go ahead and get to our second matchup of the evening. That is going to be our number two seed versus our number seven seed. That's right. We have Austin versus Stanley. Hey, Will, you really suck. You're a terrible commissioner. Let's see if this works. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for the feedback. I was going to talk about Austin versus Stanley, but if if you would like, um, that was that was our 2020 champion, Robbo, for all of you wondering. So, Booby, if you would like uh, to contribute a little more, I'm just curious. So, I suck as a commissioner. If we had to look at the entire league, and say, what are the smallest things that we have present in our league? What would that answer be? These nuts. Well, yes, I would agree with that, Booby, but this is going to be a family-friendly show, so we're going to go ahead and move on and get to our next matchup, which is Austin versus Stanley, number two versus number seven, and the score is... What oh, I just oh my god I'm choking on my own spit looking at the score, one thirty six two I'm sorry sixty six that that I I'm 
I'm about to fire somebody. There must be a problem with my production team because the first score in our playoffs had an 88. Thank you, Wolfit. And now the second matchup has a 66. A 66. It's the playoffs. Stanley had the highest winning percentage coming into this year. And hold on. Let me look. Um, yes, he still holds the record for the highest winning percentage in our league, yet in the first round of the playoffs, scored a 66. I don't think Pierce scored a 66 when he was trying to score a 66. So how exactly did the wheels fall off? Well, keep tuning in to the Doghouse for an exclusive interview with the elusive Stanley. But until then, what I want to know is... Who was the MVP? Oh, the MVP. Well, you knew it. It's You knew it, and you know it. It is Cooper Cup, of course. He had 39 points on nine catches, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. He is the wide receiver one on the year. He has produced and has gotten Austin into the semis. No problems at all. That's right. Cooper Cup, as smooth as one can be. They'll bust you, of course. It's a combo because it's Dalvin Cook and it's Joe Mixon. And fuck both of you because Stanley does nothing wrong here. Cook and Mixon get Stanley 18 points total, but the entire squad sucked and basically handed Austin a bye. If we look at Austin's side, the sneaky start has to be Christian Kirk. It was a great start by Austin with very few people putting up big points this week. He came through with nine catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Good for 24 points. And the put-me-in coach on Stanley's side had to be Tyler Boyd. He had 23.5 points, five catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. One big touch, uh, One big play. But... At the end of the day, um, Stanley was worried that him going with, um, uh, what's his name? Not Metcalf, the other guy, Lockett, thank you. Uh, Lockett, even though he was unlikely to play, was a, was a gamble worth taking. It ended up not mattering because he got blown out. Stanley got blown out by Austin. Austin, who was a seller at this time last year, becomes a buyer. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And he ends up going on to the semis. So Austin, in 2019, he won the seventh bowl. And in 2020, he was in the first bowl. But here he is in the semis. So a very, very nice jump up this year, Austin. Well done. He gets his first visit to the semis. Congratulations, my friend. Um, I had already mentioned the part where you were a seller, but a year ago, but just kept on selling till you became a buyer. So I'm happy to see that the most transactions ended up resulting in sustained success. So good job, Austin. If we look closer at Stanley in 2019, he got knocked out in the first round as the number one seed. Um, it was a perfect example of why. If you score the most points in the regular season, you will get your money back. 
Uh, it is not uncommon to get knocked out as the number one seed. Now, Stanley got knocked out in the first round as the number one seed. Booby ended up winning the whole thing last year as the number one seed. Uh, Rick won the number one seed this year. You don't get the $100 for the number one seed. You get it for the most points scored. But all three years so far, the number one seed has had the most points scored. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, but you never know. Some weird year you end up going, uh, you know, 11-2 and two or whatever, even though you had the second most points. And so that's why it's for points scored, not for overall record <clears throat> in terms of getting your 100 bucks back. Regardless, Stanley got his 100 bucks back in 2019, but did not get past the first round in 2020. He got into the semis, but that was as far as he got. So he now goes to the fifth tournament. Uh, but by the way, as I mentioned earlier, he still has the best winning percentage in this league. So at this point, he's basically the least luckiest fuck out of all of us because every single year, Stanley is at the highest winning percentage, yet he has not made it be the, the best finish he has is fourth. Um, he probably should have won a league, if not two, or a season, if not two out of our league. Um, but let's go ahead and just say that is the most luckiest gentleman out of all of us. And as we look at unlucky, we then have to look at my roster because, look, I came in, my running backs were CMC. Chris Carson, Mostert, and Mike Davis. And going to the playoffs, I have none of those four. Now, granted, I did trade away one of them uh, for $20 in fab because he sucks. He's a torpedo. His name is Mike Davis. Um, but that I was able to use that 20 and get Deontay Foreman amongst others. And Deontay Foreman was in my starting lineup, which then gets us to the number three seed, which is me, versus the number six seed, which is Ben. And I won with a whopping score of 197 to 134. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I have to actually look at my recording and make sure I am still recording. I am. I am good to go there. The MVP of this matchup, so simple. Tyreek Hill, he got 37 points on 12 catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown. He was extra valuable because he was. Uh, I was going up against Ben who had Mahomes. Mahomes had 39, so I needed at least a good chunk of Mahomes. If Mahomes was going to score, I needed it to go to Hill. It went to Hill and to Kelsey. Kelsey got 45 points. Mahomes got 39. But Tyreek got 37. And so of Mahomes' big, big, big night, uh, Tyreek mitigated a little bit of it. If you look at the bust you for Ben, it's got to be Mike Evans. Like he got hurt after just one catch uh, for 14 yards. Not a ton you can do there. But uh, look, he, he, <laughs> he got two and a half points. That's just not going to work when you're in the playoffs. So... Mike Evans was uh, the first round pick for Ben. Definitely someone that he was hoping would be able to come through and just got unlucky. He was not the only buck to get unlucky in that matchup. The sneaky start is Jeff Wilson. Look, he had 23 points on 110 yards and a touchdown. He had six more points than he had in 
all of his other games this year combined. So that was one of those where all year we were kind of wondering if it was ever going to be Jeff Wilson's turn, and it showed up to be right in time for the playoffs. Um, he has another game, mm, oh yeah, tomorrow night. And by tomorrow night, I mean in like 20, nope, 19 and a half hours, in less than 20 hours. Uh, so we'll see if he can do it again with Elijah Mitchell out. Um, I need him to do it again. Because, of course, if I didn't choose Wilson, the other sneaky start for me would be, of course, Deontay Foreman. Oh, yes, I won partially because I had Derek Henry's replacement. Hmm. Handcuff the champ's main running back, you say. Okay, all right, I'll do that. Oh, Deontay, putting up a big game. Gotta remember, Deontay Foreman about three, four years ago was going to be big. He was a big deal, and he had a horrible injury. Um, is He had the Achilles injury, the same one that Rashad Penny is coming back from. And so it is for for us Deontay, uh, Deontay Foreman truthers out there, it's great to see him come through. And, oh, came through for me in the playoffs, getting me into the semis. I'm very, very happy about that. So those are my two sneaky starts. I, got, I, I snuck in an extra sneaky start because I'm sneaky like that. Um, if we go into the, oh, the put me in coach. Well, for Ben, that would be MVS. Dude, MVS, I'm so glad he's not on my team because I can never figure out when is the game that Valdez Scantling is actually going to produce. Well, this was the game. He got 21 points on five catches for 98 yards and a touchdown. He had a big touchdown or a long touchdown. Um, and like, oh, wait, oh, wait, was this the one game that MVS had a touchdown, but it was a short touchdown? I think this might have been the game. I think I'm, I'm starting to get my weeks confused. Regardless, I will go on to the semis. If we look at Ben, uh, I mean, no, we'll look at me. So, look, I lost the fifth bowl in 2019, and I won the 100 bowl in 2020, so I got my 100 bucks back. Uh, but I'm going to go on to the semis. I'm going to go against Austin. This will be my second straight year making the semis. I'm very excited about that. If you look at Ben Rose in 2019, he won the 100 Bowl, just like I did last year. Um, and in 2020, he was in the first tournament, and he will go on to the fifth tournament for the first time. So now let's get to the fourth matchup of the playoffs. This is the matchup that got the most attention during the week, as it was number four Booby, our defending champion, starts his playoff title defense against number five Jason Kelly. Now... Knowing what we know now, they both um, sucked. So the score was 110 to 107. Now, Jason Kelly won. Great job, Jason Kelly. But I'm sorry, 110-1 in the playoffs? That is ridiculous. So if we were to take a little stroll back to our playoffs, we have Wolfett putting up 82 Stanley putting up 66, and Booby and Jason Kelly putting up less than 111. That's right. Jason Kelly with 110, Booby, the defending champion, with 107, both with very poor performances, but it doesn't matter. 
All that matters is if you scored more than your opponent. And Jason Kelly, you did. Now, I do feel bad a little bit for Booby because everyone was was rooting against the champ, was rooting for Sergeant America. I think it's because y'all just appreciate uh, Jason coming across the country with me when I was scared, so scared. Um, but, and also Booby's easy to root against, you know, he doesn't have kids. It's easy to not root against people with kids, as we'll see later on in this episode. But nonetheless, Booby showed up and shat the bed. Jason shot the bed too and even posted how frustrated he was that he spent so much becoming a buyer and then watching his team shit the bed. Well, guess what? You actually won. Which, by the way, if you shit the bed, score 110 and win the first week, you're probably going to win the whole damn thing, right? Like, doesn't that just, doesn't it just mean that you're meant to be? Look, I scored 197 and I might not score 197 in my next two weeks combined because I'll probably lose to Jason Kelly. So the reigning champ will not repeat. Boobies 107 will not be good enough. Um, I do remember how, um, as everyone was rooting against Booby, I, st- I started to feel bad. But then I remember when he said that he'd put the league on a vacation because he would take his last two draft picks closer to the regular season and kind of flexed on the league for a second there. So um, now, uh, fuck you, Booby. I'm glad the champ went down. Great job, Jason Kelly. I'm right back with the masses. I felt bad for Booby for a second, but not anymore. Good job, Jason Kelly. Okay, that's enough shitting on Booby. Um, look, props to the champ. The 2020 champ, the first official dynasty year of our league, the champion will always and forever be Booby, and no one can ever take that away. Even though you scored 107 in the first round of the playoffs. Anyway, let's get to the MVP of this Kelly versus Booby matchup. That's going to be James Robinson. Now, who knew an owner could get Jason an increase in his trade deadline deal value? That's right. James Robinson gets 18 points on 88 total yards and a touchdown. Now, remember, both guys sucked. So, you know, 18 yards is the uh, 18 points is the MVP for this match. Uh, the bust you, it's, look, it's too hard to choose when, it, when Booby had so many people who sucked and really didn't let him um, have a legitimate chance at, at winning a back-to-back title. So we're gonna be, it's going to be a tie between Tom Brady's less than seven points and Kamara's five points. We also got to look at the Torpedo, which is Daryl Henderson. Uh, I'm just... You know, I'm just going to leave that right there. The sneaky start for Jason. Look, Jay, if you scored more points, I'd give you a sneaky start, but you literally didn't score enough points for a sneaky start. There was no sneaky start. Moving on to put me in coach. All right. Is this the last booby troll? Okay. Jesus Christ. I can't make this shit up. I swear I had no idea. But guess who had 26 points on booby's bench? That's right. It was another torpedo. It was Hunter Henry. So, oh my God, his bust you after Kamara's five. Daryl Henderson was a torpedo sent to you by me in the digs trade. And he really, really screwed you. He got you five points. 
but guess and really cost you the victory against uh, against Jason. But guess what? You also left twenty six points. Now look, you had Gronk on the bench. He got you five. Also, um, a lot of five pointers, right? Kamara gets five. Henderson gets five. Gronk gets five. Now Gronk got you five points. You were trying to do a Brady Gronk stack. Bronk got you seven. Gronk got you five. That's 12 total. Hunter Henry would have gotten you 26 points. And the easy win, I sent you Henderson and Hunter Henry in and uh, McFarland and Michael Thomas in the trade for Stephon Diggs. And there were three torpedoes. One of them was such a torpedo he's... Not well. I guess there was four torpedoes. That was just a fucking set of torpedoes, wasn't it? Michael Thomas hasn't scored a point since I traded you for him. McFarland hasn't traded, hasn't gotten you one point since I traded you for him. Henderson had some. Look, Henderson's value went way up when Acres went down. I was starting to <laughs> really regret that. Um, but Hunter Henry, you took after the Patriots had already taken Johnny Smith. And there was 26 of Hunter Henry's points on your bench. Booby, it was not your week. Um, anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on. Oh, Jesus Christ, poor Booby. Okay, let's move on. So Jason moves on. In 2019, he was the runner-up with the score of... <laughs> I forgot about this. Jason Skelly... <laughs> Jason Skelly. Jason Kelly... Scored 206 points and lost in the championship to Wolfett in 2019. (laughs) That's got to be the highest losing score we've ever had by far. Um, And and in 2020, Jason was in the first tournament. So he went from the 1,000 bowl to the first tournament, and now he's back in the semis. So congratulations, and you know what, though? I am not the only person with anything to say about this. Let's go ahead and take a look, or take a listen, I should say, to what folks in the league have to say about this matchup between Booby and Jason Kelly. Jason, congrats. You took down the champ. Glad I lost you than some other guys in this league. Losing to Rick, Needham, BT. God forbid, Will, Stanley, pretty much anyone I've been real pissed. Except some of Will's friends. That's fine. And Rick's real lucky, because he sees me in the fucking playoffs. I own that motherfucker. But I hope he loses too now. So I'm rooting for Jason Kelly to win this fucking ship. There's a rough day at the Rams game. Was there. Gave Henderson a pep talk. He sucked. Got a VIP bracelet. Had a lot of doubles. Long day. But hey, my team is stacked. I'm loaded for next year. As long as I don't have fucking Will giving me injuries again, everyone on IR, I'm going to be the guy who gets that fucking second ship first in this league. And there's going to be more. That's why it's Dynasty. Well, thank you, Booby. You know, out of the champ, I respect you contributing so much. And I am not looking forward to going up against you next year. That's for sure. Um, But what I'm wondering right now is if I can get someone who has never called in before. Is that a possibility? What's happening? B motherfucking T here. First time caller. Wait, is this on? Hello? 
Hello? You guys got me? Can you hear me? First time caller. Will. Wait, hold on. Let me start over. B motherfucking T here. First time caller. Just giving a special shout out to my man, JK, Mr. Sergeant America, Mr. Maid of Honor of the 2021 season. Yeah, you heard that right. Sorry, JK. But again, just want to give a uh, special thanks for beating down Booby and securing a fifth to eighth pick of the 2022 first, making my roster all that much sweeter. Again, peace out. And peace to you too, BT. Thank you so much for calling in. And yes, you are completely correct that Booby has been knocked out, which means that he is back into the fifth tournament as he was in 2019 when he went into the fifth tournament. And of course, in 2020, he was the champ, the champ. The champ's reign is over. That's right. We're going to have a new champion for the third season. We're going to have a third champion. So we like that. Let's move on to the first round of the playoffs being in the books. Let's take a look at the first tournament. The first matchup is between the number nine seed Needham against the number 12 Pierce. But look, from the mouth of babes, here is a summary of Needham's season from his biggest fans. That's right. Well, his biggest fan, here's Nico. Our fantasy team is so good that we are going to get fourth to last place. We are such a trashy team, and yet we lost our best running back early on, which really screwed us for the year. But yet, our uncle, Uncle Rick, made a trashy trade, and he, he, he gave us the fourth best running back for the sixth best running back. Yet, we have... Yes. What where are we going to send that? All right, Nico, good job. Keep going, though. Tell me more about this roster that your father has been putting together and I know you've been helping him with. Well, we got some decent wide receivers. We got the old guy, Brandon Cooks, the new guy, who's going to be very good, C.D. Lamb, and uh, Terry McLovin, who isn't very dominant. He has these plus-minus games. He's turn he's gonna be good. So what we need is a decent wide receiver. I agree, my friend. Now how are your other positions looking? We have an average quarterback this year, but the one but it oh my god. Um we have Justin Fields for next year, who is going to be the new Lamar Jackson and better. We have uh, Joe Burrow, in case stuff doesn't go too good. And we got Taysom Hill, who's going to be a starter next year. And he's as he's going to be like Lamar, too. All right, but that's the quarterback position. But you and I both know that what really matters in this league is running backs. Now, don't let your father interrupt, but tell me what you think about your running backs going forward. You're running. Next year, running backs, we are going to have J.K. Dobbins, Leonard Fournette, and Ramondre Stevenson, who is not that good. And A.J. Dillon, who has had some good games when Aaron Jones has been there. Boom. Boom. 
<laughs> Boom. That is right. Coming from the cat box, unadulterated. There is no edit. There is no filter. That is how the cat box is brung to y'all. Thank you, Nico. Your analysis has been spot on way better than any of the rest of us in this league can actually put together. Congratulations. You're the best at this podcast. Not that that's taking much. Now, let's go ahead and take a look now at our first matchup in the first tournament. That, of course, is going to be Nico and Needham's team who were up against Pierce. Now, this is a rematch from last year when Needham defeated Pierce by 21 to advance to the fifth bowl. Now, as we saw in the chat, Needham does not have any of his 2022 draft picks, but he's playing so that others can have faith that he'll earn them the best possible pick in future trades. So who has Needham's first? Well, Pierce, of course. So... As Needham and Pierce are going against each other in this round, we know that it only means, well, as much as it actually means. But nonetheless, we had a very large victory by Nico's team, 132-91. Congratulations, Nico. The MVP is Brandon Cooks, who was mentioned by our amazing guest, uh, analyst Nico there. Brandon Cooks, he's from Stockton, California, for all those wondering. Uh, Twomp Nina in the house. Uh, many, many ways. Twomp Nina in the house as in the host of this podcast and also the MVP of one of our first tournament matchups. He scored 35 points with seven receptions, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, the bus you for Pierce has to be Iguabuike. Now, Iguabuike might be challenging for y'all to say, um, but being from Stockton, I went to school with 93 Iguabukes, and so uh, it's a little bit easier for me. Now, the reason why I wanted to highlight Iguabuike, bu- ah, damn it, I almost had it. Iguabuike, Iguabuike, Buike, Iguabuike, Buike. Right, see, it's that B-U-I in the middle. Is that a bui? Is it a bu? Uh, say it with confidence and no one will notice, but if you stumble over it, all of a sudden everyone notices you don't speak Nigerian. This is how y'all find out, I guess. The bust you is going to be Igwe Buike. Buike. I'm going with Buike. Igwe Buike. Buike. Igwe Buike. Yeah, easy for me to say. You know what, though? Easy for you to say. You try saying it. Eagle Buike got him only two points. And who is that him? Oh, that is Pierce. Why is that more important than others? Because Eagle Buike is from Detroit. I got Craig Reynolds. He shined, which means that I picked the correct lion to have when DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were out. Now, granted, did that mean anything this week? No, but it's Dynasty. So you want to find people that pass the eye test because they're going to have a better opportunity in the future. Craig Reynolds is who's going to come out of that backfield, not Igo Buikoy. Ah, damn it. I just tried to get a, another excuse to say it, and I'm, I, it's hard. It's a hard name. It's got to be the most challenging last name to say that we've had in season three of this podcast. Season four, I hope we can have a more challenging name even than Igo Buikoy. Iguabuike. See, I keep I, I want to make it quay at the end, 
but the W, the fake W is in the middle, in that B-U-I. All right, well, that's fun. Anyway, uh, that's the bust you. Moving on. The sneaky start, let's give it to A.J. Dillon. He had 10 points. He wasn't able to find the end zone. Or no, excuse me, after being able to find the end zone, he got to 10 points. He didn't have an amazing game, but he did get up to 10 Put me in coach for Pierce. Look, there's not much here. Uh, let's go with Guyton. He got nine points because he also found the end zone. So Dylan and Guyton each got nine and ten points because they fell into the end zone. Good job for you. All right. So Needham advances to the first bowl where he will represent Pierce, Wolfett, and BT for their first, second, and third rounders respectively. Uh, his organization was in the first tournament in 2019, but let's not remember. Let's not forget that Needham wasn't a part of that organization then. He took over in mid-season in 2020, and he did win the fifth bowl. But now I put my thumb and index finger up to my ear, and I'm told that we have an additional post uh, recording uh, from our newest favorite member of the doghouse by way of the cat box. It is Nico, and I hear that Nico has a Christmas wish. Well, this ain't this might not be Santa's lap, but we can definitely hear a Christmas wish. What do you got for us, Nico? If I could have one Christmas wish, I would pick to have a 70-yard game, I mean, a 70-point game from C.D. Lamb. That would be great. Well, I agree, my friend, because I have C.D. Lamb in another league, and I really do need him to produce. So you and I are on the same page for there. We talked about where your team was going. Let's talk about where Pierce's team is going. You know, he got to the semis in 2019. He was in the fifth tournament last year, and now he's going to go on to the third bowl where he'll meet the loser of our last matchup to go over in this episode, which is the number 10 seed BT versus the number 11 seed Adam. Let's take a look at the final score. It was 127 to 91 BT. Well done. The MVP for BT was Mark Andrews. He got just under 40 points with 10 catches, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. The bust you for Adam is Chase Claypool with a whopping 1.9 points. That's just so disappointing. Claypool just had uh, quite quite a shitty year i think he had one touchdown all year i think he had 13 touchdowns last year i don't know what the actual numbers were but if it's not 13 to 1 it was damn near that the sneaky start for bt is going to be singletary getting just under 17 points a singletary seems to be a little bit more trustworthy out of that buffalo backfield for the first time um really ever he got 96 total yards and got a touchdown the put-me-in coach for Adam is going to be uh, Peoples-Jones, who was just under nine points on four catches for 48. So if we look at uh, BT, he was in the 29. He was in the first tournament, and, well, his team his team was in the first tournament in 2019. Uh, he took over in midseason 2020, uh, and he took over the worst franchise and ended up winning the first bowl. So good job, BT, in 2020. He will now go on to the first bowl again. Um, but I believe we actually have another prediction from another future LOC generation. Speaking of BT, what do we got here, folks? 
Yo, it's BT coming back at you, and I'm coming from the coven with a message for Needham. Little man will have little scars. BT is going to spank you this weekend. More and more than you, it's stop you to need him on a Saturday night. Little man, well, if you start a letter, you have no score. You don't cry when dad beats you t this this weekend. Even if you tried, you could never beat my dad. Biatch! <laughs> well done, next generation LOC. That's right, Needham. You, we have we have Nico versus BT's girls. Uh, coming up in the first tournament, and that was awesome. I love all y'all for getting the kids involved. This is this is obviously the best episode we've ever had in the doghouse, and the previous best episode we ever had was because we had the most uh, league mates contributing. But this is the best because we have even more league mates contributing and their kids. Future episodes will mostly just be our children talking shit to each other. Uh, so that's awesome. Thank you very much, girls. Uh, thank you, Nico. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at how our, our first tournament is rounding up. As uh, we heard BT going on into the first bowl and his girls uh, predicting that he shall win. Adam was in the first tournament in 2019. He lost in the fifth bowl last year, and he's going to go on to face Pierce in the third bowl, which means we have now gotten all the way through week 15. It was the craziest week we have ever seen in fantasy. We've gotten through our first round of the playoffs. We've gotten through our first round of the first tournament. And so now what I'm curious is what folks are predicting going forward. And luckily for me... We have some more voicemails. Hey, League of Champions, this is Sergeant America calling in. Um, I just wanted to, and I think that uh, it's going to be me and Austin in the final, the two underdogs. Hi. So there's, my, oh, and here comes Maddie saying hi. Hi. All right, well, that's my prediction for this week. Um, and I think in the lower bracket, I think Needham's gonna gonna take that one. So that's all I got for tonight. I gotta get back to these kids, sickos. Um, good luck, everyone, this week. Well, thank you very much. And I'm wondering, does anyone else have any predictions? Okay, so we're looking for uh, predictions on who's gonna be in the finals. Uh, good question, Will. That's that's a good place to start. Um, I think it's going to be myself and Jason Kelly because we're good guys. And good guys never finish last, okay? Um, no, I don't know. It's going to be super tight. But I do, I, do like, I do like that prediction. And, um, you know, I think Kelly's got a good chance. Rick, um, Kelsey... He's not who he used to be, and uh, he's definitely no Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is the 49ers' best receiver, um, not the best running back. That would be um, Elijah Mitchell. And um, 
Will doesn't have any running backs. They're all trash. Wilson doesn't even score a touchdown this week, so I feel okay. I'm, I feel good. It's all up to Carter. All right. Well, I mean, Austin, while I typically appreciate your take, I can't even – I can't even imagine you're going to hold on to that take very long. And I'm just curious if there's someone else uh, listening right now with a little bit more credibility who's willing to come and and give us a prediction. And, uh, oh, looks like we do have someone. Hi. Hi, I'm Mackenzie. My dad is going to win the League of Tantus. Toodles! Toodles. That's right. I love that take. It's not even the hottest take out there. That's for damn sure. Especially since Jones and uh, Robinson was fine. But Jones had an off day, off week this last weekend. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's pretty strong the rest of the way. And so, Mackenzie, I think you're on to something, sweet girl. And uh, love hearing your voice. And, of course, you got your daddy on this one. Now, uh, Austin... What I'm curious is, now that you've heard our senior analyst Mackenzie's take, do you agree with your initial thought about Jason getting to the finals? Um, actually, Will, I have a change of heart. I'm going to have to uh, change my, my prediction for the finals um, for League of Champions. Um, it's it's going to be Rick, Rick and myself. Um, I don't know. He's got a strong team, and I think like this, this Travis Kelsey, Brandon Ayuk. I messed up and made a dumb trade thing. It's coming to a head, and uh, I'm gonna show. The, I'm gonna show the world. I'm gonna shock the world. And you know, I mean, I hope Kelly wins, but I don't know. I I see Hunter Winfro, and he looks like me. I see him out there starting, and I just I don't know if I like that. Um, and when Jason Kelly loses, you know what I'm going to say? No more Mr. Nice guy. Hunter Redford looks like you. All right. And no more Mr. Guy, nice guy. Look, you and I were so nice to Jason Kelly last night that we kept him up so late. Speaking of so late, it's currently one twenty-seven. I started, I thought I was going to start recording at about 8 o'clock my time, and it's currently one twenty-seven my time. But hey, the best episode of the best podcast for the best fantasy football league deserves nothing less. So we're not going to do it. We're not going to cut any corners. We are going to make sure we do everything, which includes we're going to review an old trade. I'm very excited to get into this old trade. We are going to go to through the original Aaron Jones trade. Now, one of the most interesting things about this original Aaron Jones trade, I keep saying original because there was not just one time this guy's been traded. This guy's been traded three times. Um, but the original trade was between BT and Needham. And what was fascinating about this trade is this was a huge trade between the two guys that were taking over franchises and recreating these ros- their rosters in their own image. So without further ado, let's take a look at the trade. The trade was Aaron Jones for Dak Prescott, Russell Gage, Stanley's 2021 first, which at the time was thought to be a late first, 
and my 2021 second, which at the time was also thought to be considered a late second. So let's start with BT side. So if we look at BT side, we'll start with Dak. Dak continues to be BT's starting quarterback. Then there's Gage. He continues to provide young wide receiver depth on BT's bench. And let's look at those draft picks. Stanley's 2021 first became the 109. BT took Trey Sermon with the 109. But then he turned right around and sold Trey Sermon to, you guessed it, Needham. Now, I wonder if Needham realized at the time that he had previously held the right to the pick that ultimately ended up in Sermon. Regardless, he sent BT a 23 first and a 22 second for Sermon, and he wasn't done with those picks as he turned and as BT turned the 22nd, the 22 second into Brian Edwards and the 23 first into Pittman. Now, we talked about that Pittman trade a few uh, episodes ago. Uh, I was a huge fan of BT's side of that Pittman trade, but let's keep going. So my 2021 second turned into the 210, and with that pick, BT took Nico Collins. Now, Nico Collins has flashed a few times this year and, and has really shown his upside. So what did Needham do with Aaron Jones? Well, <laughs> I remember at the time, Needham had already sold off a couple pieces, and I had Needham as a seller. This was our first buyer-seller moment in our uh, uh, dynasty, brief dynasty history. And so when he got Aaron Jones, he was like a buyer. He bought Aaron Jones. And I was like, what is he doing with Aaron Jones? Well, he turned around and traded him, of course, three days later. So what did he get for Aaron Jones? Well, he sent Aaron Jones to Adam for... J.K. Dobbins, right, Nico? That's right. Yeah, to J.K. Dobbins and a 22 first. Now, we all know Dobbins lost this year due to injury. And Nico and Edom are obviously expecting Dobbins to come back strong next year. Uh, let's take a look at that 22 first from Adam. It ended up eventually getting sent to Pierce, and that's in a future trade that we'll review in a future episode. But if we, as I as I start to go farther and farther and farther down, the the <laughs> the rabbit hole of trades, that twenty two first, Needham ultimately turned that into Rondell Moore, and so if we now put Rondell Moore in back into the original trade, and we put Brian Edwards and Pittman back into the trade, and Nico Collins for that matter, um, and Dobbins for that matter, because Dobbins hadn't been picked yet. We can see that this original trade ended up kind of looking like Dobbins, Sermon, and Rondale Moore for Dak, Gage, Collins, Nico Collins, Brian Edwards, and Michael Pittman. Now, I'm not going to throw that in the, in the calculator. We all know how lopsided that will be, but I will say that Sermon is not done. Dobbins is not done. Rondell Moore is not done. So all on Needham's side still have a ton of upside and their future is bright. So um, that reviewing that old trade took about 37 minutes for me to get all that info and took about 37 seconds to say out loud. Um, but nonetheless, I love... Um, I was I texted I think four different people just trying to figure out who there was a there was one particular pick I think it was Adams uh, first 
that that Pierce eventually got that Needham had gotten that I could not figure out what happened with that. And it, what it ended up being was Needham traded that first for the 201. Um, he thought it was going to be a mid or late first, and Adam's team just really didn't come through. And so he liked the 201 in last year's draft compared to a mid to, or a late first in this year's draft or something like that. Uh, and like that didn't, that didn't pan out. And then I was talking with BT and we were talking about best and worst trades. And like that's the fun part about going through these old dynasty trades. A trade in Dynasty seems to be so one-sided when it happens, but then Ridley never plays football again, and all of a sudden Daniel Jones, even though he doesn't play, still looks better than Ridley. So uh, we we don't we don't want to judge uh, Dynasty trades too early, and uh, that was that old trade there. Like this episode is getting quite lengthy, so we do need to start ra- uh, wrapping it up. Look, I would say a random stat. I was going to go through and figure out what the average, like the, the, the default random stat always is what was the average score of the week. But look, y'all sucked. I scored 197 somehow accidentally, uh, but I think second highest score was like 140 points. So everyone in the industry sucked. It was just an off week. No one did well. Only a couple of us did. And you know what? I probably wasted all of my points in this round um, while, I'd say ironically, but it wasn't ironic, I, I didn't trade my second round pick because I was afraid it would be the 205, and then um, now I know it wouldn't have been um, because I, I didn't shit the bed in week 15 like I feared. Instead, I by far outscored everyone else and uh, while it's better to outscore people than to not outscore people, at the same time, it does make me wonder if I left any points uh, for these next two weeks. So I, I am so thankful for everyone listening to this episode lengthy, although it was. We had amazing contributions from the Young Torres girls, uh, from Ms. Kelly over there and also from the young Mr. Wyndham. And so uh, thank you to all participants. I'll get Joey and Katie on the next episode just to kind of round things out. And and for those of you who didn't have your children participate in this podcast, um, shame on you. I mean, really, shame on you. What kind of parent are you? Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, get the gener- the next generations in uh, for the next episode as well. And uh, look, thank you for listening. You're awesome for listening. We are awesome. And although I would love to do the outro myself, I don't know that I've quite deserved it, I, that I quite earned it, and that I quite deserve it, but I know who does. So for the outro, I'm going to go ahead and kick it back over to the cat box. From the cat box. Until next time, cue music. We're out of here.